0: Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Unentitled Sports. Lucas and Ryan, as always. And, and <coughs> excuse me, we are less than a week away from perhaps the most prestigious competition in the world of sports, and the one month every four years it is socially acceptable in the United States to be a soccer fan. Um, great time to be me, little bit less of a great time to be Lucas, but the World Cup is almost upon us.
1: Um. Yeah, man. I can't even remember the last time that I watched a soccer game. Oh, no, I do, actually. It was that, It was when I, like, was in Coburn's room. Yeah. And we watched that game. And that was actually, like, a crazy comeback. Yeah, game. yeah,
0: you picked a good game to watch. Um, but
1: that was, like, the that's probably the only soccer game that I've watched since last year's World Cup. And I think during that World Cup, I only checked in for, like, one or two
0: games. How did the, um, how did the United States not being in that World Cup affect?
1: Oh, greatly. I mean, so I would probably watch if it was the U.S. Like... Otherwise, you have to pick a team that's right. Like, well, I would pick uh, Portugal. Like <laughs> I've, I've never been to Portugal. Like you know, I don't have any connection to that at all. So, U.S. the lads were in.
0: Um, yeah, I think all the United States games are at 11 a.m. Pacific time, which is awesome.
1: Oh, I was that was actually one of my cues.
0: Oh, <laughs> what, what time are these games at? Uh, yes. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Perfect. Yes. Perfect transition. So. Um, you know, I've been I've been wanting to talk about soccer on this podcast for uh, eleven episodes now, um, and now I finally have the excuse. Um, so, in order to warm us up, we're gonna be doing some Q and A uh, questions a lot of Americans might have about soccer. Um, Lucas representing that demographic, yes. and me representing the the learned, <clears throat> the knowledge, the traveled, the uh, seasoned yes. demographic, as you could say. <laughs> um, you are know, just a little bit better than the rest.
1: Yeah, my first question. Is what time are these games going to be at? Because I know that uh, this is being played in Qatar or Qatar or whatever you want to call it, um, which is in the Middle East, I believe, um, and they don't care about the US over there. You know, like uh-huh. it's not a it's not a like oh we're gonna play this game in Germany, but we're gonna make it so it's like a watchable time in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, what time are these games?
0: So the games range from starting at six a.m. to eleven a.m. Um, All the United States group stage games are at 11 a.m., so that's good. Um, So every American should be awake and able to watch that. Um, But there will be some good games at 6 a.m., and there will be some crappy games at 6 Um, a.m. The way it is structured is, so there are groups of four. So there are two games in each group uh, in each sort of match day, as it were. Um, And one of them has an early kickoff, one of them has a late kickoff. But they're only um, for the group stage, there are only two match. There, there's never more than one match going on at the same time, except for the last day, because there's a rule. Because like, you know, it's like if, if one, there there was there was a time in the World Cup where, so you know, group stage you play each team once, so it's three games, right? Okay. Um, and there was one time that two teams played their third game, and then the next two teams played their third game, and those two then those two teams that played the later game, if they both tied advanced, uh-huh. but if either one of them lost, they didn't advance. Uh-huh. Um, the old
1: Raiders Raid Chargers. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Year. Um, But they did play for the tie, so then they then changed the rule that for the last match day of the group stage, everyone in the group plays at the same time. Okay. Um, so those are the only, that's the only time there will be more than one game going on at once, and it'll be two games. Um, but other than that, for the group stage every, you know, there will never be more than one game going on at one at one time. Uh, so players so players and teams will be getting plenty of rest between their games, um, and uh, yeah, should be okay. fun.
1: I have another question. Um, so I guess I guess I'll, before I get more specific, how many groups are there?
0: Um, I believe it's eight. Let me double check that real quick, but I believe it is eight.
1: Okay, you're minus points right now.
0: Yeah, no, because it's 32 teams, and there are four teams each group, so it's eight.
1: Good math. Um, Okay, so eight groups. Is it only one team is going to make it out of each group?
0: Uh, No, it's top two teams in each group. So the group
1: stage is basically just knocking out the bottom two teams, Mm -hmm. and then you get a round of 16. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? So, So when you get to this round of 16, are you matched up against the team that you made it out of in your group, or are you automatically set to play a different team? Is there a ranking system to this?
0: Yeah, so the way that they used to do it is... Um, they put all the group winners in one pot and all the group runners up in another pot, and then they drew, drew names out of the pot and matched them up against each other. Now it is predetermined. So the first place team from group A is guaranteed to play the second place team from group B okay. and vice versa, and then C and D, E and F, G and H. Um, I don't know if that's exactly right, but you know, conceptually, uh, that's how they're doing it.
1: Okay, so another question. How far in this do you think that the United States can, like, th- realistically go?
0: Um, I think the over/under is the round of sixteen. Um, I think there is a just as likely chance that we get lucky and go to the quarterfinals, as we get unlucky and don't make it out of the group. Okay. Um, I think the sort of you know if if we get an average amount of luck and we play to our standard, neither above or below either above or below um we'll go out in the round of 16. Yes, I I I think I think the round of 16 considering this team and the teams that we're playing in the group stage, I think the round of 16 should be par for the United States.
1: So you'd say we're probably the second best team in our uh group. Yes. Is that correct? Who else is in our group?
0: Uh it is us, England, is it? England, okay. yep, England, Wales, and Iran.
1: England, Wales, and Iran and the US. So a bunch of English speakers in yes. Iran.
0: Yes. Interesting. Iran is gonna have a lot of a lot of motivations. Are
1: those is the that... only English speaking countries? No, no no. There has to be more English speaking. Uh Canada. Canada.
0: Yep. Um Nigeria a... does not is not in this year's World Cup. But what about they... like Ireland. Ireland is not. Scotland is not. Um Australia is. Okay. Um I mean what other English speaking countries are there? New Zealand is not. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, that's cool. Canada. Canada, yes. Um, My other question is that I believe that the host country automatically gets a team to go into the game, and the Qatari team, the Qatari team, um, how good is this team? What is the likelihood that they win a game?
0: Uh, This team is not good. Um, However, they are in a pretty weak group and playing in front of a home crowd. Like, the team, the team that hosts the World Cup always overperforms, okay. um, and I think playing in front of a home crowd will motivate this team to play extra well and play above their standard. Um, Qatar is not the sole worst team in the World Cup, but they are in the bottom tier, along with the hand. You
1: they would not say that they're the worst team in the World Cup.
0: So- they're, they're They're not the singular worst team, but they're... I would say they're tied for last with four other teams. You know, like.
1: But isn't there a like? Don't you have to win a bunch of games to make the World Cup? Like.
0: Uh, not if you host. If no, you, right.
1: I get that, but that's what I'm saying. If like, you host, you automatically qualify. Like, are they a team that theoretically could have made the World Cup anyway? If they're tied um, for last. I, I mean, I, my, my, I mean, here's my the thing:
0: thought... I, I wouldn't like in a normal qualification cycle. I wouldn't count on them to qualify. But I also wouldn't count on the handful of other teams that qualified who are sort of in that bottom tier. You okay. know?
1: My, my thought would have just been that this team is like has no chance at ever making a World Cup except for the fact that they got the World Cup there. Just because I know it's a very small country and kind mm-hmm. of like unknown and I don't know how big soccer is there. Um, but just hearing that there are teams that are in the same tier is interesting to me. Because my, my, my follow up question to that was who's a better team? Um, the Qatar. National team or the San Jose Earthquakes? Uh, probably the Qatar national team. Okay, who's a better team? Who's the best team in the MLS right now? Um, LAFC. Who's a better team, LAFC
0: or the Qatar national team? I mean, it's really hard to compare, a because none of these players ever ever play each other, and B, I don't know a single person on this on right. the Qatar squad. <laughs> I could not tell you a single name. Um, I'm just like, like you know, I've I've seen team statistics, how this team does, um. But I mean, it's you know, yeah. For, you know, first of all, none of these players ever play each other. Second of all, one's a club team, one's a, a national team. Um, I think LAFC has better stars, but I think you know, like so the 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 first the the best three players for LAFC are better than the best three players for Qatar. But mm-hmm. I think the bottom five players in the starting lineup probably better for Qatar.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Like I guess that makes sense. Like
0: Qatar Qatar is a deeper more balanced team, but LAFC LAFC's best players are better. Are better, yeah.
1: Are LAFC's best players playing in the World Cup?
0: Um yes, Carlos Vela is playing for Mexico, Gareth Bale is playing for Wales. Um uh I feel like there those are the only two players that come to mind. I right. like there's one there's there's one I for, I'm there's one I'm forgetting. I know that. Sure. Um, um but ba- basically yeah, no like those players probably don't make the England or Portugal squad, but they make, yeah, they make the Mexico squad. They make the Wales squad, and they are definitely good enough to be like they are World Cup caliber players. Okay, um, really, I'm trying to just
1: gauge like the level of play um, in the World Cup because I don't really know. Like, it, it seems like the World Cup, like each of these countries' teams, this would be the best level of soccer. It is ever. You it know, that, that's what I'm thinking. It just so, doesn't
0: issue it, you well my, my not question not every group stage game is that level though. My
1: question is is what's a higher level of play? Uh, the World Cup or the Champions
0: League? Um in the early parts of the competition, the Champions League. At the end of the competition,
1: the World Cup. So the best team in the world, you'd say, like like take the take PSG, right? Who's better, PSG or the France national team? Uh,
0: talent-wise, probably PSG. Um, who would win? I think you could play that game ten times; they tie twice, and each team wins four times. Interesting, interesting. Because I know, like, with
1: like basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a sport that I know, right?
0: The best team on the planet is um, the United States. Well,
1: no, I know, and the U.S. team, but but I wouldn't necessarily put it. Like I wouldn't say that the you know, the US national team is better than the Golden State Warriors. Like if, if I was to take you no know, just because of fit and because
0: of like how much time they've had to gel Well and, the, like, the, real, and the real the like real is that. it the real United States team? Or like like no, with, the, the with Chris US Middleton and team. like with Chris Middleton and Harrison Barnes and yeah. JaVale McGee. Oh, okay. Maybe. I'm talking but about like, like a but like an ideal US team.
1: No, of course. Like if you to take a fucking <laughs> all star yeah. team of uh, the best players in the United States, like yeah, that's gonna be the best team in the world. Right. But I'm saying like the U.S. national team that competes at the Olympics and wins right. a gold medal is that team necessarily better than the championship NBA team? I would say no, probably. Like, uh huh. Um, so yeah, like like do these times ha- do these teams have? Because mo- I know they play like uh-huh. they practice and they have like these stages before the World Cup to qualify for right. the World Cup, but. Do a uh, does like a club team have more of a, a, a like a better scheme? like they they work w- better together than a a, a national? right.
0: Team? That's actually a good question. Um, I think you know, often what make you know, because here's the thing, you know, like talent wise, there are you know, five to ten teams that are good enough to win the World Cup every year, but the ones that do it are the ones that are be able to rely on more than just their talent. They're actually able to, set up a system and play like a team. So right. oftentimes that is the difference um, between two teams that are even on paper. Um, but you know, the difference between overperforming and underperforming is how you actually play as a team. Um, and I, I wasn't, you know, as we sorta of do like the teams to keep an eye on preview later in this episode, that is something that I think will make and break, make and or break a couple teams. Um, anyways, uh, but to answer your question, um, these teams often, I mean the the best teams can implement a system. Um, oftentimes it doesn't happen as well as it does at the club level. Um, like you can win a world cup without having a, a system that's as good as like a club level system. Um, but it helps. Um, but all these teams have more of a system than like basketball. Okay. Cause like, here's the thing. It's like, you know, in, in, in basketball, you play to, Your national team plays together once a year and
1: they, they do play like uh, a qualifier.
0: That's, okay, but but like Giannis wouldn't bail on the Bucks in the middle of the season to help Bucks yeah. play their qualifier. Yeah, you know, um, so oftentimes you know in basketball they're just playing once a year and they just throw it in. And plus in basketball too, when you have one player, it's not that hard, right. to scheme you can kind and system of just run them. a system around him. System around right, yeah, exactly. You know, the you know, congrats, Giannis is your system. Doncic is your system. Doesn't really work like that in soccer, but you know, in in soccer there are international matches every month or two and the the training camps are more intense they're more thorough uh they're taken more seriously um and like what you work on in one in one you know in in one month you know with your national team you go back to your club for three, four, five weeks six weeks eight weeks whatever it is you come back you still work on those same you come back to your national team you still work on those same things same Mm -hmm. things you still work on that same system um like i know that's something brazil is really intent with like brazil this year um they picked they p- tried to pick as many players as they could who have been very involved in the last 12 months um okay. and um uh but yeah i think that sort of answers that question
1: cool yeah i think that's that's all i have for this q and a okay um but i know there's a lot more to talk about there is Go
0: ahead. um so yeah so in this segment i'm going to talk about we're going to talk about um yeah we're um, I, list, I, I listed every team that I think has even a small chance of winning the World
1: Cup. Wait, can I, can I, before you do that, can I just give you what I think it is?
0: Maybe I'll be right. I'll be right. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to like. I encourage you to participate as much as possible. I just, I want to try. But yeah. like, I
1: don't, wanna, I don't want you to just tell me first. Cause okay, like, yeah. You know. All
0: right. Um, okay,
1: the teams that are the best. France. Yep. I think they won it recently. They did. Um, Brazil. Yep. Uh, Portugal. Yep. Spain. Yep. Um, uh, England. Yep. England is good. And then I want to... I, I don't like... I, I, Germany is good too. But I feel like there's another like... Like uh, European team. Like Eastern European team that could be good. Or like Northern European. Like, like Sweden or like... Switzerland or like the Netherlands or something like that, like,
0: uh, the Netherlands, the Netherlands, you're you're you yeah, the, I, they're not gonna win, but they're they're kind of right on that. On that bubble between like teams that could win, and teams that won't win but are still really good. Well, they're my team now. Netherlands is your team. Netherlands is my team. Maybe right, cool. Um. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is, in order, I'm gonna I'm gonna list my favorites for who's gonna win the World Cup and one or two sentences on why they will win, and one or two sentences on why they will not win. So my favorite to win uh, this year's World Cup, number one coming in, is Portugal. And I think Portugal will win the World Cup because I believe they are the best built squad. I think they have the best distribution of star power, depth, uh, balance, you know, between offense and defense. And I think the reason that they won't win uh, will be Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't show up. Um, First of all, this team, it does have a reliance on him for goals. And for those of you following, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has had a rough, you know, pretty much nightmare start to the season. Um, Now, granted, players have the habit of showing up for the national teams as completely different players. Uh, And so for Cristiano Portugal's sake, hopefully that is the case. Um,
1: Do you think that there's any chance that he actually doesn't show up? Like...
0: Like literally or figuratively, like,
1: literally, like he doesn't pull up. Oh no, he's gonna be there.
0: Yeah, no, Cristiano Ronaldo's one hundred and ten percent committed to Portugal.
1: Okay, because I know he's despite
0: he's being zero percent committed to Manchester United. Yeah, actually negative percent committed to Manchester United. Anyways, um, so this this Portugal team does have a huge reliance on Cristiano Ronaldo for goals, and there's a chance that he figuratively doesn't show up. Um, and here's the thing: it's bad enough when your star player doesn't show up. But when your star player is Cristiano Ronaldo, who is as destructive of a character and teammate and personality as he is when he's not, when things aren't going his way, if Cristiano Ronaldo is anything less than good, he's going to make that team worse. Um, So not only are you missing his goals, but everyone else, you know, he's dragging the rest of the team down if he doesn't show up. Uh, So that is Portugal's Achilles heel. Um, Number two, I have England. Uh, And England will win the World Cup because they are the most talented team this year. Uh, England sort of went through a rebuild uh, in the middle parts and the later parts of the last decade. And this year, uh, all the pieces are lining up talent-wise. Um, and you put 11 players on the field and not I don't think there's a team that's better than England. Um, but why they won't be the best team is they sort of have a lack of consistency and reliability. Um, after Harry Kane, their striker, goal scorer, and captain... Uh, who steps up if Kane gets hurt or Kane has an off day? You know, England's manager has come under a ton of scrutiny for sort of rotating the squad and not really having, you know, giving other players consistent and reliable enough roles for them to sort of, you know, make a make a role for themselves um, just because they keep getting, you know, rotated in and out of the team. Um... And you look at you. You look at England. You know against you know. I, I brought up Brazil earlier. Brazil has the same players working on the same thing. You know every single time they're together. England. That's not the case with England. Um, England just doesn't look like a team that is putting. They they have the best pieces, but they don't look like they're put together as good as they could be right now. Mm-hmm. Um right. What, what I don't Sorry, understand yeah, about
1: England, right, is how are they better than us at a sport? Like <laughs> I I actually don't get that because oh, I get it, they've been playing soccer for, like, 100 years or whatever. Like, we know how to play soccer. We have FIFA, like. (laughs) And we are, we're like, generally Americans are bigger and stronger than British people. There's way more Americans than there are British people. But it's like, and also, like, when I think of England, I'm thinking of, like, I think it's, like, cold and, like, dark and it's crowded, too. Like, (laughs) there's not much, like, there's not much space. Like, where are the soccer fields? You know, I would just think, like, these guys, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking of like London. I just think of like, like guys in like big jackets and and, <laughs> and, and beanies, yeah. like speaking with their funny accents. How are these guys good at soccer? Like, where does the soccer come
0: in? Well, uh, a, a big thing is you know England has been playing soccer for over hundred years longer than the United States has, um, and an, and a big piece of it is America's best athletes are playing football, basketball, baseball. Even hockey before soccer, um, whereas all of England's athletes are okay, playing soccer. That's true. If we
1: had LeBron playing soccer, I think we'd be
0: facts. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So after Portugal and England, I have France as my third likeliest to win the World Cup. Um, reasons that they could win is talent and depth. Um, this is pretty simple, but France has some goddamn good players, um, and it won them the World Cup last year, uh, or last uh, in twenty eighteen. Um, reasons why France won't win is injuries and age. Um, France's whole midfield is out with an injury. Um, you know, Paul Pogba and Golo Conte aren't going to be there because they are hurt. Um, and they're getting old. Uh, Griezmann, who was a huge piece of their, you know, winning team last time out, is much older and much worse. Um, and they might not have <coughs> the same control that they did last time out. Um, all right, number 4 I have Argentina. Reasons why they will win is they are hot. Uh this is a team that has gone 37 games in a row without losing. Um and it you know, the World Cup is only 7 <laughs> 7 matches. Yes. So they've gone 30 more games than they need <laughs> to go uh unbeaten. Um and they, I think they're going
1: to win. But that that to me sounds like they should be the favorite, right? Like
0: They they no, and a lot of people do have them as the favorite. Okay. Um and and yeah and you know unlike you know similar to Brazil and unlike England they've found themselves as a team they found their identity their players have roles yeah um their and system they've,
1: they've been doing it too like yeah. Gonna, yeah they've been there I I think they're gonna win that, that's my yeah. pick now
0: all right yeah Lucas
1: Lucas has Argentina well my team my team right. is the Netherlands like but, no oh no, sorry, sorry sorry my team is the U.S. I want to be, <laughs> be clear about that but my my team if the U S does in the small chance enough. we
0: don't win the World Cup. <laughs> right.
1: Then I would prefer that the Netherlands. I actually went to the Netherlands recently. No big deal. Um, <laughs> I prefer that they win. and But I do think Argentina that will Argentina will, win. will yeah.
0: win. No, yeah, and that's, that's not a bad take at all. Um, Thank you. Uh, reasons why they won't win is an over-reliance on Messi. If he gets hurt or doesn't play super well, um, I'm not as convinced in the team's other options to step up. In previous years, they've had... Gonzalo Higuaín, Sergio Aguero, Paulo Dybala, a better Ángel Di Maria who can step up. Um, But, you know, this year, I don't think the team behind Messi has as much talent as it has in previous Argentina teams. Um, So even though they are playing better as a team, they've got their system and they've got their roles, uh, the talent behind Messi isn't as reassuring as it has been in the past. Um, So that could be why they lose. Um, if if
1: they win, do you think that Messi is the goat?
0: Oh yes. The only way Messi is not the goat is if Portugal wins. Then Cristiano is the goat. So
1: okay, all right, all right. But but like I'm I'm talking about like even if you consider <coughs> like Pele and like all those like old heads.
0: Yeah. Like does Messi become like the undisputed? Yes, goat? he becomes the undisputed, untouchable far away goat. Wow. Um, that's wild. Yeah. Um. All right. Coming up next after Argentina, I have Brazil. Um. And reasons why they will win, you know, similar to Argentina, they have good form, or they're in good form, they have a team identity, uh, they've got a system, they've got players who are all buying into it, they've got players with roles, and they have incredible center backs. Um, Reasons why they won't win is the attacking options behind Neymar and Vinicius um, are not up to the standard of Brazilian soccer over the past several decades. Um... And, you know, you, you look at this team and it's like, is it really as good as previous Brazil squads, especially Brazil squads that have won? You know, it's like in the past you've had Rivaldo and Ronaldo Nazario and Ronaldinho. <laughs> no way. <laughs> right, yeah. Dead ass. Um, and this year you have, you know, Richarlison and Gabriel Jesus and Rafinha starting. And it's like those guys, you know. I don't know that some of the players in Brazil starting eleven are up to the standard of a World Cup winning Brazil squad. Can
1: I confess something? Yes, you may. I thought that Ronaldinho was just like another name for Ronaldo. Like, people would call him <laughs> yeah. that, like, because, I don't know, like, it's like an endearing thing. Yeah. I didn't realize. Nah. Is another person? It is another person. Okay.
0: Um, and there's also the best the best Brazilian forward, arguably best Brazilian forward of all time. His name is also Ronaldo. His
1: name is Ronaldo? That's
0: Yeah. It's Ronaldo Nazario. Not Christian. Yeah. They need a Yeah. If, you're,
1: if you name your son
0: Ronaldo, like yeah. you you got a good chance <laughs> yeah.
1: of being a good soccer player. Yeah.
0: All right. Coming up after Brazil, I have Belgium. Um and reasons why they will win is Kevin De Bruyne is he's good. Um I think he is the best midfielder on the planet. Um and uh, this Belgian team has experience. Um you know, they're they're an old team, but they had a deep run in twenty eighteen to build off of. Um, reasons why they won't win is their age, um, and this is a team that is, you know, declining. Um, You look at Romelu Lukaku, nowhere near as good as he was in 2018. You look at Eden Hazard, nowhere near as good as he was in 2018. Um, Their defense is either gone or completely declined from what it was in 2018, and their team in 2018 was perfect. Um... And they didn't win. So if that team couldn't do it for Belgium, I don't see how this team is going to do it for Belgium. Um, and these last two teams, I do not think they will win the World Cup. But this is a but I, I've included them because they are two teams that they can still beat anyone, and they're you know teams that you don't want to see mm-hmm. uh, coming up next is Germany. Reasons why they could win. Uh, they're good. <laughs> Germany is good at soccer. Um, Very insightful. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, sometimes the answer's so obvious you have to say it. Um, uh, but you know, I don't see Germany winning because I don't see their goal scoring um, really packing as much of a punch as some of these other teams. And you look at the star power. You know, it's like you know when France won in 2018, they had all these stars. When Germany, you know, only eight years ago, won in 2014, they had all these stars. When Spain won, they had all these stars. You look at the best players on Germany, and you you know you're like, is Joshua Kimmich really gonna be the best player on a World Cup winning squad? You know, a, a defensive midfielder.
1: What about that guy Holland? Where's he from?
0: Norway. They are not. They did not qualify, oh. unfortunately. Which yeah, Holland is easily the best or the best player not to be playing in the World Cup, um, which stinks. Mm. Um, and last on this list, I have Spain. Uh, similar to Brazil and Argentina, uh, they're super well coached. They play like a team. Uh, they click. Players know their roles. They've got a system, uh, but they're not good. Um, The talent of this Spain team is in nowhere. Like Spain between 2008 and 2012 was maybe the one of the best teams of all time. And you look at this team now, it's nowhere near as good. Um, I am concerned about their goal scoring. And this is, you know, good good for the coach for, you know, getting these guys to play well and putting in a good system, but talent wise and player pool wise, this team is going through a rebuild. Um they're a young team, and I think in twenty twenty six this team could be really, really good. Uh but right now this team is not good enough to win a World Cup. Um and then um sort of in that B tier of dark horses, these teams actually have no chance of winning a World Cup. But I could see them, you know, going on a deep run into the semifinals or finals. I have The Netherlands, uh, Denmark, and uh, I had to include our good friend Darwin Nunez and uh, uh, Uruguay. Uh, Both those teams, or sorry, all three of those teams are very, very good. Um, Good systems; they're in good form. They've got it. They've they've got a team that plays well together. Um, But you know, they're just not good enough to win a World Cup. But these teams could be really fun um, to watch, and they could, you know, make a run. I actually, you know, Croatia last year, sorry, in 2018, was the dark horse team that made a run to the finals despite nobody, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is a team that's, you know, either a group stage team or a round of 16 team. And I said, I told all my friends before the World Cup, this Croatia team is good. They're going to make it, like, they're going to make a deep run, semifinals or finals. And they did. So this is my Ryan guarantee. One of these teams will make a run to the semifinals, either Netherlands, Denmark, or Uruguay.
1: All right. Book it. I wonder what you could get on the odds for that. Yeah, for real. Um what's the worst team to ever win the World Cup?
0: The worst team to ever win the World Cup?
1: Like, is there has there ever been a team that was like this team just should not no. win? Um the,
0: the thing about the World Cup, since it happens every four years, like only teams that deserve it to win ever win. Um probably like you know Uruguay won in like nineteen thirty and nineteen fifty, but like I wasn't alive then and I'd imagine the game of soccer was completely different back then, so I was yeah. like, who really knows yeah. um since Brazil you know started winning everything and then Germany started winning and then Argentina started winning and then Italy started winning and France started winning you know every every team that has won the world Cup is deserves it um I would like to do a special. Uh, United States preview, seeing as how we are Americans, and in just one week, this is the team that is going to be carrying, um, the most populated nation at the World Cup. Um, are we the most? There's no China, there's no, no China, no India. Um, wow. they're really bad at soccer.
1: I'm surprised because it, it seems like they could try. Like, if they have a billion people, right, uh-huh. and we have we have what three hundred million, so they could, between three hundred and three hundred fifty. So they could try like one-third as hard <laughs> yeah. to be as good. And they would tech, I don't know. I don't well, know.
0: China China is trying. I think China's going to be good at, good at soccer in 20, 30 years. Uh, India... Soccer's not on India's radar. Um, anyways. Um, so I'm going to look at the squad for the United States first, and I'm going to uh, give us an in-depth preview of what I expect to see. Uh, but from the United States, uh, in the goalkeepers department, definitely the biggest omission... Um, from the team was goalkeeper Zach Steffen. Uh, Going into the World Cup, uh, Zach Steffen and Matt Turner were expected to battle it out for the number one spot. Uh, The spot was Zach Steffen's a year or two ago, then he sorta got hurt, had a couple bad games, and Matt Turner started playing really well. So Matt Turner probably was in the lead to start, but Zach Steffen was the clear number two, or so we all thought, and then uh, head coach Greg Bearhalter uh, just did not nominate him to the squad. Wow. Um, so Matt Turner is going to be starting in goal. Um, in defense, we've got Serginio Dest, Walker Zimmerman, Aaron Long, Antoine Robinson, Tim Ream, uh, Joe Scali. Um <coughs> Expect these guys uh, to be playing with our back line. Uh, not a, a more expected but rather unfortunate omission is John Brooks. Uh, he did play in the 2014 World Cup as a Very young, I think he was 21 or 22 when that happened, so I think he's 29 or 30 now. Uh, But he did score a goal against Ghana, and that goal ended up being a game-winning goal late in the game, and that got us to the group stage. And John Brooks does have a lot of experience playing in the Bundesliga. He's now playing for the best team in Portugal. Um, So he does have experience playing against some of the best players in the world and playing at a high level in Europe for a long time. Um, But uh, Bear Halter didn't see him fitting into the team, uh, so he did not... Yeah. Why? Um, he he has a pretty bad injury history, and I you know going back to that sort of team building and system implementation thing, he didn't really see Brooks fitting into that.
1: He was doing his like FIFA thing, and and like they didn't have enough like green lines.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, the the chemistry the yeah. chemistry wasn't there. Yeah. Um. That's that's honestly not a bad way to think about it. Um. In midfield, uh, Tyler Adams and Weston McKenney nailed on starters. We also got Yunus Musa, who's going to be competing for one of those spots. Uh, depending on the formation that Bearhalter runs with. I've also got Christian Pulisic, Brendan Aronson, Giovanni Arena going for it. And <coughs> uh, the striker spot, the center forward spot, the focal point of the offense, the goal scorer, um, that was a little bit of a concern going into the World Cup. And Bearhalter did leave a couple names off. Um, I think the United States' best striker um, is Jordan Pifok. He is playing for... Uh, Union Berlin in the Bundesliga, and he has the second most goals on the team that is currently in first place in the Bundesliga, ahead of Bayern Munich. Um, And he has phenomenal setup play because he's big, he's physical, he's really good at receiving passes and making sure the ball doesn't get taken off of him. He's phenomenal in the air. Um, But again, Bearhalter didn't see him fitting into the squad, uh, so PFOC got left at home. Uh, Ricardo Pepe, another player uh, in... In January, he moved from the MLS to uh, Germany as well for Werder Bremen, but he did not play well in the half season uh, in the Bundesliga. So he got sent out on loan to a Dutch team called Groningen, and he is playing very, very well for them. But again, Bearhalter remained unconvinced and left him home. So the United States are taking Jesus Ferreira, Timothy Weah, Josh Sargent, and Haji Wright. Uh, and Timothy Wea and Josh, sorry, Timothy Wea and Jesus Ferreira are expected to start. Um, but yeah, so this team, um, several omissions that I think deserve to be playing at the World Cup for the United States. But at the end of the day, you know, the, ob- you know, nobody who was an obvious starter got left at home, uh, which is good. Um, Adams, McKenney, Pulisic, Reyna, those guys are going to be there. Um, and this United States team, um, <coughs> like I said, I expect them to make it out of the group. Uh, England is a clear favorite to win the group. They are far and away better than everyone else in that group. Uh, England should win that group without much difficulty. Um, and, it's fucked up. <laughs>
1: no, that's actually fucked up. Like, we're going to play them, right? Are we going to play England? Yeah. We should win.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's... it's, it's We can win?
1: Can we can we win the game?
0: Yeah. I mean, you. you any, anyone can win the game in a World Cup.
1: All right, let's go. Um, I'm hyped. I'm going to watch that game.
0: Yeah. No, it's going to be... that. That's going to be a great game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's on Black Friday, uh, so mark your calendars. It's on
1: Black Friday. It is, yeah. American that offense. is so
0: American, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, but England will make it out of the group. Um, they will not allow themselves to be bounced in the group stage. It's not going to happen. Um, and yeah, between those three teams going at it for the second spot, I would say the United States has the best chance for that spot, but I would say it's mildly less than fifty percent. Ooh. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Cause if you know, I'd say it's like. United States probably have a well because
1: England is a hundred percent. So you're essentially there's ninety nine point nine spot left.
0: There's one spot left for three teams, and I would say United States have like a 45 percent chance of getting it.
1: And we would have to if we lose to England, we have to beat the other two teams. Is that right? Um,
0: if we if you go two and three or two and one, not necessarily. Um, we could we, Can we could go one and two
1: and still make it out.
0: Very unlikely. Um, I would say so. Keep in mind there are ties too. Oh. Um. So that complicates everything. And also, this is a rule I've never liked, but this is how it's been for soccer for so long. A win is three points and a tie is one. So you're better losing one game and winning the other than you are tying, tying twice. Too. But actually, well, I mean, if you think about it, though, like when you only play three games, that extra point difference doesn't really matter because it may as well be head-to-head because it's like, okay, well, if, if you win, then another team also loses and if you lose right, and if right. you lose if that you other tie. team also wins and if you tie the other team also, also loses ties. that one point so you know, yeah like it it makes a big deal in like the premier league and like league soccer and club soccer um but in world cup group stage it doesn't tend to make as big a difference and it's
1: just the teams with the two most points correct okay
0: um so yeah so the united states could go if the united states plays well um they could go two and one um they could also, you know, depending on the type of soccer they m- try to play, um they could try to scratch a draw against England. Um but that would also probably mean that they're going to set up defensively and probably draw a game against the game against Wales too. I
1: would, I would love for us to tie against England. So it'd be like, you know, we're even. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no,
0: tying against England would be a would be fair. a great result. Like all right. Um but in order to get there as a team, we're probably going to set up as you know, we're probably going to try to play a game that might not be good enough to beat Wales we might tie against Wales too but if we can beat Iran tie Wales and tie England we will England beats Wales England England probably beats Wales um we're in um
1: but if yeah yeah. so then we, we would have we would have four points in
0: that scenario five
1: how a win is three Oh, three, right. Okay. right yeah, so right, yeah. three
0: from Iran, one from Wales, one from England. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I honestly think the likely scenario is... Um, I think the likely scenario is we go one win, one tie, one loss. uh, But we have a better goal differential than both Ooh. Wales and Iran. Um, I think we're probably going to lose to England, probably tie against Wales and beat Iran. But I think the game against England, we're going to make it close. And the game against Iran, we're going to try to score a lot. Yeah. Um. And I think I think we have, you know, the quality to you know, win bigger and lose closer than we do, or than than Wales. Um. Uh, so so I I think a, a likely scenario is, I think the I think a perfect world is we, go two wins one loss. Um. That's totally okay. That's great because it gets you through. Six points guarantees you qualification. Uh uh-huh. Or it doesn't guarantee you, it, but it's like 99% chance you get qualification with six okay. points. Um should be awesome. There's no shame in losing to England. And if you can get two wins of the World Cup, it means you can score goals. Um you know, teams that tend to struggle to score goals tend to tie more. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you want. Um But uh but yeah, so two win- you know, picking up a win against England or sorry, against Wales and Iran would be awesome. Because it will all but guarantee us qualification, and it will prove we're a team that can score score enough goals to win. Um, knowing the United States, we can't go three games without dropping one that we should that we shouldn't. So we probably, you know, tie against one of those two teams we want to beat. Um, but like I said, hopefully we can dictate it well enough to get a good goal differential. Um, or, like I said, we have that defensive setup and go one win and two ties. Um, but yeah, you know, with, with getting four points, you know, your chances of qualification are pretty 50-50, and less than four points, um, you, you're probably not making it through. Um, in fact, almost certainly not making it through. Um, and yeah, I think the biggest thing for the United States is can they find the goal that they need to win? The United States is really good at not losing, but are they good enough at winning? Um, and I think, you know, especially with those questions, with that question mark at striker, um, they're going to play well and they're going to play better than teams that they can beat, but they can't get that goal Mm -hmm. that they need to beat them. Um, and I think that's what could really hurt the United States. Um, but, um, this is also the first time, uh, we've played a world cup in eight years. And this is with the exception of Deandre Yedlin, everybody else on this team has not played in the world cup before. Um, so uh, and we have looked good in the past year or two. We've beaten Mexico 3 times, um, which is awesome. Um and this team has more of an identity than it did 4 years ago, more than it did 3 years ago. Um and I think this team is good enough to find a way. Um, this team. This team. Go. This team. I believe um yeah, no, I think this I think this team finds a finds a way. Um I don't think it's going to be pretty. Um I think the likeliest outcome is the United States find a way, and they do it ugly, make it out of the group stage, which is I think is a passable, and then they probably lose in the round of sixteen to a team that wins their group, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. Um, but that is what I expect from the United States this World Cup.
1: All right, let's fucking go, man! I'm hyped.
0: <laughs> yeah, it will be exciting.
1: I, should we bet? Should we bet on the games. Sure. Do we bet on the games? Yeah. Oh, I bet there's a ton. Of, probably oh. you can't do that in Qatar though.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't do it there, but uh, right. But yeah, no. There's plenty. There's of course plenty of betting.
1: I bet there's like a lot of like, um, you know, because certain lines, like a, a team that's very popular, might be favored in a way that they probably shouldn't be. Oh yeah. You know, so so there's probably some some trap lines. I, out yeah, there, no, and I can I can opportunities to make some money. Yeah,
0: I can I can help you with that. All right. Um, cool. Um,
1: is this all we have to say about the World Cup? Yes,
0: I I have. I have cleansed my soul of soccer, and we will not expertise. be talking about it ever again.
1: This <laughs> we will we'll go over yeah um,
0: what happens. We what will happens I will have plenty. You I'm I'm sure what happens in this World Cup will recharge my soccer battery. So, be prepared for another soccer episode coming soon.
1: Hopefully, I will watch a game or two. Yeah, that's <laughs> what say. Yeah. Um. Okay. Are we going to talk about the Warriors?
0: Uh. Yes, I believe the Warriors, were the Warriors. Stand right now deserves or warrants talking about. Yeah, I think
1: we're six and nine. Mm-hmm. Nice,
0: nice, um, but not Worth? nice. Uh,
1: most people probably would have expected the the Warriors at this point to have won more than ten games, and uh, not lost that many either. Yeah. Um, we have some problems. Yes, that need to be addressed. But the question is, where is the panic meter at? Are we panicking yet?
0: The panic meter is at. We're not panicking. I think panic starts at like a seven. Okay. I would say I'm somewhere between a four and a six.
1: All right, all right. I, uh, you know, I, why? I'm not. I'm not panicking either. I'm. I really like. I see these losses, and I'm like, damn. You know, we should really win these games. Yeah. But I'm not thinking like, fuck. Like this team sucks. Yeah. I'm not thinking that because oh, I do see a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. We have Steph Curry. Yeah. So so when it comes down to it, is like, we do have yeah. maybe the best player in the world. And Who's playing out of his goddamn mind? Yeah, and it's the defense that has been, has been the Horrible. problem, right? We we've had terrible defense, and the Warriors have have really not since twenty fourteen had a bad defense. Yeah, like we have yeah, not had Yeah, this is the first time with Steve Kerr we've had bad defense. Yeah, in so long, it might be because of Mike Brown leaving. It might be just because we lost uh, Otto Porter and and Gary Payton, which were two defensive, you know, solid role players, but. Um, really, I think this is more of you know. I say, I'd say, the, we're not playing very well on defense. That's true, but if you took this team and how good they are at defense right now, it's probably a little bit better than what we're seeing. Right? Yeah, like I think there's a, there's if we were to like you know run this simulation a thousand times. Yeah, we're probably on the low end of our defensive performance, and that's probably going to correct itself. I think we are a better defensive team than we have showed. Yes, but bad defense is usually a bigger problem than bad offense. Right. Um, so we need to figure it out. Yeah, I,
0: I, I think, think just can. sort of the perplexion of this slump is what's what's making it so shit for me. Because it's like our top six players are the exact same as they were last year. Yeah. And la- like, what what changed? You know, it's like, <coughs> yeah, we lost two bench players and an assistant coach, but like, our retention was also, in the grand scheme of things, incredible. Yeah, especially true. Especially with, you know, the offseason the Warriors faced, how many question marks that they had. The retention that the Warriors have and the continuity that they have was good. And, you know, like, what, what changed? You know, like, you know, Andrew Wiggins isn't as good a defense. And, and uh, you know, Dermot Green. Green isn't. Really and Klay Thompson. Clay Thompson's playing awful. And Jordan Poole's having off nights. So it's like. Why is every you know, like what, what happened in those couple months to all these pieces that we kept who are now not getting it done like we did last year?
1: You know, I think it's probably like I had to like I'm assuming this is like kind of a championship hangover thing. Yeah, because, I think so too.
0: Because it's gotta be.
1: It's hard for, you know, players like Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry, who now have four championships
0: to really to buckle down and a care regular about,
1: season game against the, and the beginning games. of the regular yeah. season, right? And because defense is like It's a lot effort based. We see it happen in the playoffs where these games matter, and guess what happens? Defense gets way better. Yeah. Um, And the Warriors, the Warriors just know how to play when it counts. And And right now, you know, sucks to say, but it doesn't count. We would have felt, I think, that what I was expecting going into the season, and I had called the Warriors winning sixty three games. Don't think that's going to happen. But what I was expecting was, the the young guys were going to step it up on defense. Right? These were going to be guys who are coming in; they're getting twenty minutes a game and they're trying their absolute best on defense. What we saw, what we have been seeing, is two players that are very much disappointing. They, those players are Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman. Right, James Wiseman has been a statistically terrible defender to start the season. His plus-minus is garbage, along with everyone else on the bench. Yeah. And Jonathan Kaminga took zero steps forward. We expected Jonathan Kaminga to have a great offseason. What we heard, all we heard from the offseason was, He's not working hard enough, right? That's what that's what Steve Kerr was saying. And guess what happens? I was like, yeah, whatever. He's not working hard enough. Okay, he's, you know, Steve Kerr probably has like a very high <laughs> standard. Yeah. Well, if we're judging this based on the play, it looks like he's not working hard enough yeah. because he hasn't really, you know, he has not carved out a place in the lineup and, and you're Jonathan Kaminga, you know? Like that's we, uh-huh. we we expected this at this point. Yeah, but, we
0: needed you to be Auto Porto
1: this year. Yeah, we lost Auto Porto. We lost the whole thing was, you know, we like lost. We, a like like guys, we had these perfect we opportunities. Have, we have these players that are going to come into a role. And right now, if I was to say who's the best young player other than Jordan Poole and the Warriors, the answer is Moses Moody, right? Moses Moody, right at right now, Moses Moody is better than Jonathan Kaminga. I would trust him way more than Jonathan Kaminga in a game. And you know why? It's because Moses Moody tries at defense. You don't see Moses Moody lacking, right? You don't see Moses Moody. There's a loose ball. Moses Moody's going to go for it. Moses Moody looks like he's engaged every single time he's playing defense. Jonathan it does, but then there's, like, that little thing at the end where he just kind of, you know, falls off a second, and then they have a nice, like, hook shot against him or something like that, you know, like where he gets scored against. So those are the problems that I'm seeing right now. We cut back on our, our roster, our, on our rotation. We had an eight-man rotation when we played against... The Cleveland Cavaliers, and we won. And we won. Mm-hmm. Let's all remember this. So uh, the problem I don't think is with yeah, keep in mind with our old, with our old core though. We're gonna have to lean on our bench at some. point It's true. It's true. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm just. If I if I have to blame someone, and I am here to blame someone, I'm blaming two people: Jonathan Kaminga and James Wise. And neither of them played today. We still lost.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna blame everybody not named Steph Curry. Um, cause it's like Steph is doing incredible things on offense, unbelievable things on offense. Maybe the you know, maybe this season could be Steph's best season ever. And our offense is good not great. But that means everyone else on offense is kind of underperforming. You know, Jordan Poole, he's had a couple good games, but he's had a couple really bad games. Andrew Wiggins has been fine. But he was so good in the finals because we we he stepped up when we needed him to. Right. And he hasn't done that. Clay Thompson has not been good. Um, I mean that, that's sort of our offense right there. Um, and yeah, our defense is garbage, and our bench is like we can't we can't leave our bench out there. Like you look at the bench as plus minus. JerMichael fucking Green. Yeah, Fuck that, you, JerMichael Green. That dude sucks. He like, for how old he is and not good he is, he is not valuable enough for why, a spot. Why? Why did the war like? Like you know, what? it looked like a like an Otto Porter replacement.
1: It was like, all right, oh, you know, we got Jermichael yeah. Green, and guess what? That's how it felt when we signed Otto Porter last year. But Otto Porter ended up being really good, yeah. right? Jo- Jermichael Green has not shown that yet. Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he turns it around. Yeah. But right now, we're looking at Jermichael Green. Yeah. Like, oh God, yeah. no. Like,
0: yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, it's you know, on offense, everyone is underperforming to some degree, other than Steph. Our defense is terrible. Our depth has the worst plus-minus in the league, and we can't win a fucking game on the road. Zero. We're 0-8. 0-8 on the road now. And, you know, the, the, the Warriors, for six of the last eight years, were the best road team in the league.
1: It's very interesting. I think that has a lot to do with it, too. You know, we're 6-1 and, one at, home. Six, six, six and one at home. It's peculiar. Quite peculiar. 6-1 at home. 0-8 on the road. So uh, yeah. we are in a, a situation. I hope it changes. Um, and I th- I'm sure it will.
0: I'm sure it yeah. will. So. Um, I am concerned, but I'm not panicked at the end of the day. Um, the panic meter did come out last year, and it came out yeah. very late, uh-huh. and we still won a championship. Yeah. Um. That's true. There was a time when, when it
1: was like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Like, like no, I remember, like, I
0: remember four games before the playoffs started, before we went on that nice little four-game win streak to finish with 53 wins, you know, going to the playoffs hot. I remember the panic meter was out. Um, yeah. and... Everything worked out all right. Um, I am concerned, but I I still have faith that the Warriors are the Warriors, and what do the Warriors do? They find a way. The Warriors, the Warriors, Warrior, and I believe that the Warriors still have, you know, warrioring left in them. You know, maybe, maybe this is a good wake-up call that, you know, all good things come to an end. You know, maybe this is the beginning of the end. Shut up. I, I, but, like, I'm not saying, like, this is the season where all falls apart. I'm just saying this is a, I, I, I think this is a, you know, reminder of mortality. Um, So let's...
1: Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman, if you're listening to this, get in the fucking gym. Yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs>
0: um, but, no, but, you know, I think, I think this is proof that the Warriors aren't going to be good forever, but I still believe and expect the Warriors to be good this season. Um... I think our title chances have decreased, but I still think we're title favorites.
1: I would agree with that too. I
0: still think we're title favorites. Celtics are number two. Like here's the thing: the Warriors prove that they get it done in the playoffs, and no matter what, you know, until the Warriors don't get it done in the playoffs, I'm gonna believe that the Warriors get it done in the playoffs. Yes, same. Yeah. You know, the only thing. Same. The only thing. Yeah. The only thing. When the last time
1: we lost in the Western Conference? Right. Yeah. When yeah is exactly. The last
0: time? Yeah. No. It's like the only thing that will. You know. Knock me off this perch! Is the Warriors not making the playoffs, or the Warriors losing in the Western Conference? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Right now, the yeah. Warriors, the Warriors are giving me no reason to believe that they won't get it done yeah. in the playoffs. Facts.
1: Talk to me when they don't make the finals. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's all I have to say about the Warriors. Yep.
0: Me too. Solid episode. Um, stay tuned. We will have good content coming up. Of course, we will have World Cup coverage. Uh, hopefully, the Warriors will reach a turning point uh, to which we can comment on. Uh, the 49er season is about to get real interesting too and maybe some NBA drama will introduce itself As into it our lives. Does. As, As yeah, it that's does. what the NBA is good for. Um but until then, uh thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your November and we will see you next time.